we are going to continue our teaching or I am going to continue my teaching and you are going to listen, yes? On the end times. This is a vast subject and also it is dangerous because you could offend people easily. Because some people may have been brought up thinking the Bible says this or the end time means this or that. But we need to know clearly what the scripture says. Not only do we need to know it, we need to understand and get it in our mind and have faith in it. So we must truly believe what it is. So most of the things I have covered in the orientation session, but I'm going to cover some of that now. But I'm going to simplify it. And today we're going to talk about only the tribulation, what is commonly known as the tribulation. The title itself is wrong. That's why I hesitate to pronounce or to say it. The seven-year period that is mentioned in the book of Daniel, specifically the midpoint of that period to what comes after. Because we do not know when the seven years starts. We do not know when it ends. But we do know when the midpoint is, when it happens. Jesus said, watch out for this. So, it, so we'll start with that. Before I start, a long time ago, um, this is around the time I came back from the U.S. and I was wandering around, roaming around, being, doing what I do best. And then I found another roamer. He was a dropout of a medical college. He did three years instead of four years. Yes, yes. So, and then one day as I was roaming around, I said to him, I have a headache. So he immediately, immediately diagnosed that as a tumor. Oh, you have a tumor in your head. That is why you have a headache. I got scared. I went to a doctor. He did all kind of tests. And finally said, for the life of me, I cannot see a tumor in your head. All I know is that you don't drink enough water and that's why you have the headache. Because I was dehydrated. So then he asked me, who told you that you have a tumor? I said, my friend who studied medicine did. And then I added, he only studied for three years though. The final year, he dropped out and came and he's roaming around with me. Yeah. So he said, this kind of knowledge is dangerous. You only know half of what you should know. We are guilty of that as Christians. In a book, in a Bible that I have, um, I think Harsh has given to Uncle also has, it speaks about um, a topic. It's uh, a man was witnessing to a lawyer. 
And he said, somewhere in the Bible it says this and that. So this, these two were in the lawyer's office. So the lawyer said, do you see all these books? These books contains the law of the land and I know every single one of them. And you just have one book which you call the Holy Bible and you don't know what is what in it? We're guilty of that. I'm not telling you that you should cite the references by heart, but you should know that the familiarity that you have with the Bible without real knowledge is dangerous. Especially when it comes to end times. You might know something or the other. For example, somebody came to me and said, the horse, horseman has started riding. I said, in Cochin? Well, I mean, you try to gather four horses together, yeah? <laughs> no, what he meant was this, all these signs. You, you should know what you're talking about. And you, I tried to explain to him, no, it does not happen. But no, he says, no, this says that, that says that. I said, okay, very good. Ride with them. Yeah? Be happy. Don't fall off the horse. That's what I told him, yeah? See, what I'm saying is, last week, I told you, I spoke to you about how confusing eschatology can be. Even if you read your Bible casually. Or even if you know your Bible. Because the last days can mean several things, yes? Do you understand? Not only that, if your heart is not in the right place, meaning if you want to just know things for your knowledge, for your head knowledge, that'll just increase your head weight, yes? That'll just make you unusable for the Lord. If your heart is not at the right place, God himself will cause you to be deceived. It speaks about that in 2 Thessalonians Chapter 3. Do you understand? So you must know with your heart in the right place. That is the first thing. And then you must be diligent in what you learn. Is that clear? Now, if you think your heart is in the wrong place, well, get it right with God. Do you understand? It's not, it's not as if you're going to surprise God. Maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting you. So get it right with them. Do you understand? So this is what we must understand when it comes to eschatology. Don't think that we know everything. Understand that what is being taught, understand that properly. And that is why I will you must belong to a church and as the Lord has told me, I will teach you. And if you have any questions, ask me. Do you understand? Don't harbor any doubts regarding this. Do you understand? What I know, I'll tell you. What I don't know, I'll say with the Lord. And he will tell me and I'll tell you. Do you understand? No prophecy, no word of God is for private interpretation. Is that clear? 
and my job is to convince you of the word. Is that clear? Yes? All right. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, please give me a revelation of the power of the gospel today. From this day forward, may your grace be the foundation of my daily relationship with you. I declare that I will be free from guilt, condemnation, and a performance mentality. I declare that I abide in faith, abound in hope. I keep myself in the love of God. I will overcome all trials. I'll persevere and develop Christ-like character by His power. Open my heart to see the hope of my calling, to know the inheritance that I have in the saints, and to understand the depth of your power at work in my life. Release upon me a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and enlightenment today. Lead me into an encounter with you that will forever change me and deepen my love for Jesus. Illuminate the truth of your word as you prepare my heart to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, most of you know that I recorded an album in... Uh, 9899 but before that i recorded an album before i met jesus and this was meant to be big and the reason i didn't go with that is because when i got saved i found back, back unintentional back masking or backward masking in that backward masking basically for those of you who do not know is that for example, in English, you could say, oh, it is a beautiful day, and record it. But when you play it backwards, it has a message. And when you have backward masking in a secular song, it is always glorifying Satan. So I found backward masking in the songs, in the song that I recorded before I met Jesus glorifying the devil. So I had wanted nothing to do with it. So I said to myself, if this works for the unsaved, it should work for the saved. Do you understand? Yes? So I found a um, portion where during the worship um, recording, not me, somebody else, um, I found when I turned, the Lord led me to that part where when I turned it backward, it, it was a reading from Isaiah 61. It, you know, it says, You shall be 
trees of the Lord planted by the Lord or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but it was a. He was just reading in um, in the middle of a song. So when you turn that portion backwards, it says, "Our God has written, and in the end, He will go to receive His people." Very clearly, it's all there on my site. You can listen to that. Yes. So a message is found through phonetic reversal. And no intentional effort is made to hide it or mask it. So when that song is played backwards, we hear that message. And this message is our God has risen. Jesus has risen. And in the end, he will receive God's people. <clears throat> is that clear? Yes. yes. So we are living in the end days. Last week, I taught you what the end of the age or the world or the last times and the days and how that can be misrepresented. That can mean different things to different people because they genuinely believe that after reading the Bible. So you must be very clear on what you are talking about and that's why you must give it in context. Because, like I said, last days could mean the first coming of Jesus also, according to scripture, yes? So, eschatology should be derived or should be understood from what the Bible actually says. Not what your denominations say, not even what you believe. Because a lot of things I believed when I read the Bible, I realized was wrong. Or it's not exactly right. Do you understand? Yeah? For example, are you the armies of heaven? Are you the armies of heaven? No, you're human beings, yes? So who's coming with Jesus? In Revelation 19, so armies of heaven. So I was told I would come with Jesus. Not that I won't come with Jesus, but I'm not the army of heaven of whom he's the Lord of hosts. David went to Goliath saying, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Yes, we are not that. Do you understand? Yes? So familiarity with the Bible is dangerous. You must know exactly what you're talking about. So take the time, not only that, be part of a church. If you're not part of the church, you are wrong. Your interpretation is wrong. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So you must be part of that church where the prophecy or your understanding of it should be judged, should be put in order not by man, but by God and his word. Is that clear? So let's go to Matthew 24. Now, this message may be short, but it is short on purpose so that you understand the content of what I'm talking. Because I, if I teach for two hours and you get only the first point, it's useless. If there are ten points after that. Do you understand? So 
I have tried to keep it as simple as possible. I have taught this in detail in the oriented, uh, orientation session and Madam Bandakost sitting here has translated to Malayalam beautifully. Yes. So I was giving it to someone yesterday who I said it's, there's a translation to Malayalam but this person also understands English. So I said, if there's any doubt, ask me. <laughs> so I said, okay. So here the disciples are asking Jesus, tell us what will happen. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? So they know that his return will also signal the end of the world. Yes? So they are like asking what are the signs that that will happen. I mean, how will we know that we should expect your return? Because when you're here, we know. Yeah, okay. But what are the signs before that? And Jesus speaks about it a lot. But in verse 15, Matthew 24, 15, says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophets, prophet standing in the holy place, who are read to let him understand, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let them who is on the housetop, housetop not go, go down and take out, take anything out of his house, and let him who is in the field not go back and get his clothes. Yes? In other words, when you see it, you run. So when you see it, something begins. So you can see it. This is not a spiritual sense. It's a physical sense. Am I right? Yes? Yes? So go to Mark 13, verse 14. You can read um, um, this later to understand the context. You can read from 14 to 20. Mark chapter 13, 14 to 20. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So you have the abomination of of desolation. What is that? Do you understand? What, what we need to understand right now, till now, is that when you see it, when you know that it is there. Yes? So what that is, we'll talk about that and cover that later. Yes? But go to Proverbs 15, 8 to 9. Proverbs 15, 8 to 9. says that sacrifices of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Yes? So the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. Yes? And his ways, the way of the wicked, is also an abomination. A way means not, not on Google Maps. Yeah? Yeah. 
Do you understand? Yeah, but the, his way of life, yes? You, you understand, yes? So of whom? Not the upright, but the wicked, yes? You clear, yes? Go to Daniel 11, 31 and 32. And are you there? Yes. And forces shall be mustered by him. And they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place there the abomination of desolation. You see that word? Abomination of desolation. So when you see that, what are you supposed to do? Flee. If you see it, yes? Or otherwise, we know something has started, yes? What is that? We'll get to. But verse 32 is this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Yes? So, here you have the taking away of daily sacrifices. And earlier, we read that the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. And we here also, in Daniel, know that this is the abomination of desolation. These calamities fell on the Jews at the time of Antius Epiphanes. Remember, I told you prophecy is cyclic. So this already happened. But this is talking about the future event. See, Antioch Epiphanes caused an altar to be erected on the altar of the burning offering on which sacrifices were offered to Jupiter or Olympus. Yeah, do you understand? So instead of the true God, you had the false God worship. And the sacrifices of the wicked are what? Abomination, yes? I'm not going to go into that. But this already happened. But this is a pattern of what will happen. A cr the great tribulation that is coming has bearing on us, on you and me. And it starts when you see the abomination of desolation. I repeat that again. When you see the abomination of desolation that causes desolation, the great tribulation starts. That is not the seven-year period. That is the midpoint of the seven-year period. What is the midpoint of seven? Three and a half, yes? So we do not know when it starts. We don't know when it ends, but we are sure of what we see when the midpoint will be. It's, and when you see the abomination of desolation, the great tribulation will start. So what is the great tribulation? It, generally, people say that it is seven years. That period they call it the tribulation or the great tribulation. But that is not how the Bible says it. Because the first three and a half years will be a time of peace. 
Because he, the Antichrist will make a covenant of peace. This could be seven years, but it, I doubt it will be seven years. It, could, it can be everlasting peace. But we know that the tribulation or the time period mentioned is seven years. Do, do you understand? But that doesn't mean the covenant is seven years. Do you understand? So it could be a peace treaty. It could be more than seven years. It could be anything. Because it says that people will be at peace until he reveals himself. That's the midpoint, yes? So the first three and a half years, you have peace. Then you have the midpoint. What is that? The abomination of desolation, yes? Then, spoken of by Daniel, yeah? The great tribulation starts immediately after that when you see the abomination of desolation at the midpoint and continues for the next three and a half years. Yes? you clear on that, yeah? Because now the Antichrist is saying, I am God and everything will happen according to what I say. Yes? Or... Listen to me carefully. Now, if he has his way, it will be more than three and a half years. It will be forever, yes? Am I clear, yes? So, this is the wrath of the devil, yes? So, it starts at 3.5, at the midpoint, yes? And continues for some time after. Not for the whole 3.5 years. Go to Matthew 24, 21, and 22. Like I said, you need to be very careful about what the scripture says. And if you have any doubts, ask me. Matthew 24, verse 21 to 22. For then there will be a great tribulation, yes? So when is a great tribulation? Yes. Right after midpoint, yes, yes. Such as not occurred since the beginning of the world until, until now, no, no will again, yes. This is the wrath of Satan, not of God, yes. And those days, and if those days had not been cut short, no life would have been saved, but the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Cut short meaning what? The wrath of Satan will be cut short by the coming of Jesus and then the wrath of God will start. God will say, okay, now let me show you what I can do. Do you understand? And the people who say, ah, will say, oh, death, fall on us, let us, where is death? Because death has flown away. Do you understand? Yes? I'm, do you understand? Can you, can you? So, when Jesus comes, pay attention to me, not the doorbell, yes? When Jesus comes, after the great tribulation, before the wrath of God, we have the catching away. That is known as the rapture. 
But if you find, if you try to find the word rapture in the Bible, you will not find it. Do you understand? The catching away or the, or the rapture is part of the Lord's second coming, yes? Do you understand? The period between the midpoint to the rapture is known as the Great Tribulation. Do you get what I mean, yes? That is all. What is after that is that termed differently. What is before that is termed differently. But the Great Tribulation, biblically and truthfully, is only that period which we do not know how long it will be after the midpoint till the rapture. Not that you won't have tribulation before that. Yes? Do you understand? Yes? So, so when the wrath of God has come, in Revelation chapter 5 and 6. Now, I have spoken about, I've taught on Revelation 1, 2, and 3. And the Lord told me to stop. This was more than a decade ago. Now, in chapter 4, 5, 6, especially uh, 5 and 6, it talks, or 4, 5, and 6, it talks about the seals. Six seals. Now, which of these seals br- co- correlate with that? With the wrath of God. Remember, we are talking about the wrath of God. We understand when the wrath of God will be, yes? I want you to understand that. So, which of these seals correlate with the wrath of God? Go to Revelation 6. Revelation 6, 16 to 17. And they said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the sight of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? So when does this happen? It starts when the sixth, sixth seal is broken. Does it say that in your Bible? Yes. Now, before the sixth seal comes the fifth seal. And before that comes the fourth seal and the third seal and the second seal and the first seal. So, in the first four seals are the first horse, first um, four horsemen, yes? So, these four horsemen start or have ridden by the time the wrath of God has come. Are you clear? And also the fifth seal, which calls for the martyrdom, which talked of saints, which is in, you, you find, anyway, I'm not going to go into that, yes? Then that starts the sixth seal, yes? After the sixth seal, there are, after the sixth seal is broken, then there is what? The seventh seal, yes? When the seventh seal is broken, that then heralds and you know, brings in seven trumpets. Do you, do you understand? Oh, so when you open the seventh seal, 
There are seven trumpets. When the seventh trumpet is blown, then there are seven bowls. What they are, what the trumpets are, we'll talk about later. But I want you to understand that, yes? So, seal, sixth seal is the wrath of God. Seventh seal, seven trumpets. And seven trumpets, seven bowls, yes? These are all part of the wrath of God. After all that, you have a thousand-year rule of Christ, where Christ, who is already descended, will rule for a thousand years. During that thousand years, Satan is bound. And that thousand years is called millennium. Do you understand? Where he will be the president of the, the prime minister or the king of kings of the world. Do you understand? Ruling in Jerusalem, yes? After the thousand years, then there is judgment. Yes? After the judgment, then there is the renewal of all things. Which we are going to, we are in now. Do you understand? So you have the wrath of God. Then you have the millennium. Then you have the judgment. Then you have the renewal. You understood the timeline, yes? Yes? So let's talk about the wrath of God. And a lot of people are doubtful when this is. We must know from Scripture. Because there are people who believe that we will be taken out before the seven-year period. That is called pre-wrath. If you read your Bible, there is no substance to that. Then there are people who believe that you go up immediately when there is tribulation and when you see the abomination. There is nothing in the Bible substantiating that. Then there are people who believe that we will suffer all the wrath of God but we'll be protected and then in the end we we are saved. But there's nothing in the Bible that also says that. So, what does the Bible actually say? 1 Thessalonians 1.10 Can you go there? 1 Thessalonians 1.10 says, and and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he has raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So we are saved from the wrath of God, not the wrath of Satan, from the wrath of God. We are saved from the judgment of God, yes? Go to Romans 5, 8-9. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that we, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we are justified by the blood of Jesus, and that saves us from the wrath that is coming. So when the person who is executing the wrath 
looks at you, he sees the blood of Jesus. Am I clear? So we are safe from the wrath of God, yes? Yes, am I clear? Go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. It says, For God did not appoint us to wrath. Who is he talking about? The church, those who believe in Jesus, yes? For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So salvation is anti-wrath. Comes against, you're saved from the wrath. Am I clear? Yes? Who saves you? Jesus Christ. How does he save you? Well, by dying on the cross, taking your punishment and your sin, fulfilling all the obligations of the law and giving you what? Grace. And having your name written in the book of life. Yes? That book belongs to whom? Jesus Christ. Do you, do you understand? So, this is the wrath of God that has begun, yeah? Which we are saved from, yes? What does John 16, 8 say? 16, 8. It says, and he, talking about the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will convict the world regarding the sin, regarding sin, and righteousness and judgment. So there will be a judgment which we are saved from. Do you understand? Because of Jesus. Is that clear? Yes? So, that is all I want you to get an understanding of. So you have the abomination of desolation at the midpoint of what? Seven years. The seven years is biblical. It need not be secular. Meaning there could be a peace treaty. There could be anything that is everlasting. Or it could be 10 years or 12 years. It could be a land for peace deal. I don't know what. Do you understand? Yes? But whatever it is, we know of seven years that is spoken of in the Bible. We do not know what causes this to start. But before all of that, the four horsemen has to ride, yes? Do you understand? And they haven't started riding yet because seals have not opened yet. Prophecy is a pattern. Like Antioch Epiphanes, it happened in the past, but it will happen in the future. Do you understand? There are some who believe that the Antichrist is alive today. There are some who believe the Antichrist is alive from the beginning of the last days to take his position. We, I don't care. But when I see the abomination of desolation according to scripture, I'll know. Do you understand? I'll go by what the scripture says and I'll hold my peace. Not worried about anything, yeah. You clear on that, yes? So so you have the midpoint, the abomination of desolation, yes. Then you have the great tribulation that is stopped short by the rapture and the coming of Jesus. 
coming of Jesus and the rapture. Yes. And then the wrath of God begins. Am I clear? Then it is it ends at the millennial rule. Yes. That is a rule of 1000 years. All this is biblical you should know that. Yeah. So after that then there is judgment. After the judgment there is renewal. Is that clear? So when our Lord Jesus returns we are gathered to him. But according to 2 Thessalonians we are gathered to him. The Lord will consume the lawless one. All the details are in the orientation program. Yes, yes, you clear on that. Yes. Now, go to one Thessalonians four sixteen to seventeen. Says, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we are, then we who are alive, who remain, will be caught up together. Caught up. You see the word caught up. That is the word for rapture. Yeah, commonly used as rapture. Caught together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall, we will always be with the Lord. Yes. Do you understand where Jesus is? We will be. That is heaven. But we are meant to be on earth. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. That all that we'll talk about that later. Yes. Do do you understand? Yeah. So we have once again the beginning of the birth banks. That is the first three and a half years. As far as you and I are concerned, is the beginning of birth banks. When you have birth banks, you don't have had the baby yet, no. As far as the world is concerned, there is peace. Do you understand? But there is trial and there is tribulation. There's trouble if you have faith now. Even now, there some churches are not in in the West where the churches are total freedom and were even um, supported by the government. Now their pastors are being arrested. Yeah, but that is irrelevant right now. But then you have the abomination of desolation. Then you have the great tribulation. then you have the coming of jesus on the rapture yes then you have the judgment of god after that the the wrath of god then you have the millennial rule then the judgment then the renewal is that clear so far go to 1 thessalonians 4:18 you read you are on in uh, 1 thessalonians 4:16 to 17 eh? 18 says Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now you know the future; you know what's coming, and therefore comfort each other. Whatever it is, it will pass. Amen. This is only temporary. You know, Teal Osborne. He he was a preacher and evangelist, a healing evangelist. Meaning, wherever he went, masses got healed. It was previous generation. He once said, "Healing is temporary. 
meaning if you are healed of a headache that's fine but when you die why do you care we are all appointed for death that is what he meant by it being temporary suppose your hand was perturbed and jesus straightened it out that person died marakaya yes so it is temporary but salvation is eternal amen but jesus used healing as his calling card doesn't mean healing is passed away do you want it stopped or ceased or do you understand jesus still heals is still his calling card do you understand are you with me so far yes so comfort one another with these words no matter what all this is temporary jesus is coming soon this should give us comfort and above all get our life right with him seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and the rest will be added unto you yes go ye therefore go tell other people who headed for hell hey stop make a u turn go to heaven change your ways you cannot repent because you enjoy sin but the holy spirit helps you put away that sin nature and come to god in peace without the holy spirit you are in trouble because you enjoy the sin nature too much do you do understand you need the holy spirit to help you overcome you need the conviction saying hey that is not right or a miraculous work for example a person who was addicted to alcohol was suddenly healed of that alcohol so he wanted to test but he was really healed so he went to a party just to have alcohol so there he had a peg he had that and he said to me pastor this is the worst thing i have tasted mal i've had to spit it out to understand when the lord heals you that is but you can always return to that you can have an acquired taste or anything to that yeah but do you do understand all that is there god will still heal you but above all get yourself right with god and tell others of your mission on why you believe should you are you clear this is why i'm teaching you these principles so that you have hope so that so that you have joy no matter what happens is that clear let's pray We do not want to end this message of hope and love without letting you know that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord 
shall be saved.